0: Couch.com. streaming listen your lives
1: you're listening to a quirky journey the healthy family podcast with your hosts joe Witten and Puad kasab
0: there we go we're live <laughs> exciting well,
2: we're live
0: wow joe it's been a while since you and I did a, a live video thing. I don't think we ever have unless we were together. So it's really good to uh, no, no. from so far. We usually out. just
1: do the audio. so This is fun.
0: It's good. The, the last <laughs> podcast of the year, it's been a, a really big year for us, big year for podcasting. We switched from two, one every two weeks to one every week, which has placed an immense yep. stress on our relationship. And, um it's forced to to you <laughs> once a week now, which I, would, I never I was just used to speaking no, to once poor a week. Thing. So, but we made it. We made it. We're all right now. So, we're good.
2: Yeah, you survived. How yep.
0: are you doing? How's uh, Far North Queensland? And it's uh, it's craziness. Hot. Yeah.
1: Actually, I think it's hotter where you are. You said you had thirty-six mm. degrees yesterday. That yesterday. Ours was like high of, Ours was like a high of thirty two or something i think
0: hmm. so
1: we're doing pretty good
0: today it's in the 20s
1: summer right? weather is good enough to oh. swim oh that's nice it's good good swimming weather here so that's what that's what we look forward to in summer is spending every day that we can um at the lake so we've got our paddle boards now and so we have every day the kids bug me come on mom are we going to the lake so oh, it's good
0: <laughs> yeah paddle board's the best thing in the world Love it oh. Whoever invented that paddleboard yes. needs to just so like a big, like world hug and like thank you, thank you for giving us <laughs> the paddleboard. So much fun. Yeah. Nice so you don't have to go through that like learning curve and all that. You can just be
1: no, it's
0: you great. Be, you know, unsporty and get on a paddleboard. Yeah. So good.
1: And the kids think it's great because they have like wrestling matches to get each other off it, so they oh, have fun. The best.
0: <laughs> and you can sort of you can take it and just go so far down the lake. Yeah. That nobody yeah. can bother you. You can just you it. Just go. you
1: can't even hear
0: oh. the kids. It's awesome. If there's another reason for me to visit far <laughs> I north have big Queensland, kids. Which I have so many reasons to visit far north Queensland oh. it's because you know have a paddle board. I want to get on Lake Ichim with the paddle. Ah, that would be the yes. best. Really it good. is beautiful. So, so come.
2: Also, ah, I have
1: know. cheese.
0: <laughs> it's funny. I really want cheese. I actually checked out that website that someone shared about that cheese subscription thing. So it looks good. It looks I think
1: good. that is the best idea.
0: <laughs> cheese subscription. I wonder how, like, it comes in the mail. Is it going to come cold? Like, I don't know. I'll have to look into it a bit in more. In Colpac. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. It's just all in the name of research. That's all. Like, i just do these. Of course. Things. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But uh, I really love like, just like a perfectly ripe brie, a bit of cheddar, like a really good cheddar, mm. like a manchego, yep. yum, a blue. Okay,
1: move on from cheese.
0: A fresh <laughs> mozzarella.
1: What's we'll the deep cheese at the moment. Uh, I just been really,
0: uh, right. addicted. I just like I love it. So
1: well, here's the thing: we've got all these great ideas of things that we want to cook for Christmas, and they're buzzing around in our heads. But it's the end of the year, and it's hot, and we have no energy. So, so I decided he's just going to eat cheese instead of cooking.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I thought like just Anyone else. Go go and spending like like, spending all that money on beautiful ingredients or whatever. Which is great, and then taking it home, and then spending hours and hours and hours preparing, just make like yeah. a, a seven-tiered cheesecake.
1: There you go. And Why then,
0: not? And then just spend and that and was And our so buckwheat wheat Like you, you, you'll be fine till New Year's, I reckon.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, we last podcast right. of the year, um, we uh, reached out to our community and we asked them what they have questions for us and all that kind of stuff. So um, they came back mm-hmm. to us with a bunch of questions, which we will answer today. And um, it would be cool to get started now. So what's the first yeah. question, Joe?
1: Oh, okay. Well... Uh, Cheryl asked how we met. So I think, why don't we start with our story?
0: How we met, a story of how we met?
1: And, you know, why we do what we do, that kind of, we tell this at our seminars, but um, for those of you who haven't been to our seminars, you might like to hear a bit of our story. Yeah?
0: Yeah, sure. All right, kick so, it off, yeah. Jojo. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Oh. Um, So when I started blogging about, well, it was the end of two thousand and eight. I of course stalked all the other bloggers that I thought were really interesting and doing a good job, and um, learnt lots from them. And one of the thing, one of the bits of advice that I got was um, to connect with other bloggers, ask them lots of questions, you know, share each other's posts, um, because it's a great community, and you start to build your own um, blog as well as learn from the other bloggers. Um, so that's what I did. And back then it wasn't Facebook. That was, I don't even, I didn't even know about Facebook really back then. It was more Twitter. That Mm -hmm. was the thing. And so um, one of the people that I met on Twitter was Fuad and we would, he would be chatting about um, his hate of margarine or (laughs) all these things that I connected with. And I was like, yes. And I used to think it was so funny. One of my favorite things to do at night was to sit on the beanbag in the lounge room and read um, the tweets that were going on between Fuad and other people having these um, heated discussions about health food (laughs) because (laughs) I didn't think like the other people. on. <laughs> but it was, it just yeah. made me laugh so hard because it was, it was what I agreed with, but I was not brave enough to um, get out there and you know argue about it a bit. So you Poole are now.
2: More,
1: yeah, I am now, but I was more feisty back then than he is now. He's more chilled these days.
0: Can you imagine so. me even more feisty than I am now? <laughs> He's so chilled. But I think, Well, those things used to be called tweet-ups, I think. And like they had a a weekly thing where they had a topic to go in and talk about. It was run by these dietitians and nutritionists. That's
1: right. So um, long ago, I'm trying to remember.
0: They had a very kind of molecular view of things and a very textbook kind of stuff, which was wrong. And they would talk about, you know, cholesterol as the root cause of heart disease and things like that. And it just had no grounding in being human and what that means is that as human beings we should be eating natural foods and of course we should be eating, you know margarine <laughs> and vegetable oils and all that kind of stuff and what's funny is like we'd have people for instance from say the gluten association like oh I'm the nutritionist from the gluten association I'm joining this <laughs> chat and, and uh, you don't know, saying why gluten is a well, like there was a gluten person like there was a, like oh, a, a wheat board like the wheat board oh
1: okay yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know whether that. And, or, they, you know, it's some other, like, they all had some kind of interest in promoting yeah. their agendas. And, like, someone would say, oh, gluten is completely neutral in the body. It just adds to the amino acid pool, and your body can just build itself from... like you know, It's just a protein. It's just a protein. I'm like, well, some of the most toxic compounds on the planet are proteins. So, like, uh, I don't see how you just think it's just a protein. As if there is... So that must uh, make yes, it protein. okay. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. there's no such thing. You know, proteins yeah. are... So in some people quite toxic you can't just put a protein in there and um that was the case with gluten yeah. and um then also the margarine thing and people were just completely uh, still are it
1: was, it was such know, a new idea back then though wasn't it to be against the mainstream in these things like um so you were one of the few voices that i heard speaking out against it so that yeah, yeah. that got that really got my attention and I was like, yes, this makes sense. Um, right. so, you know, we'd chat and ask, I'd ask him questions. And then somehow I helped you get your first thermomix, didn't I?
0: Yeah. So For I, I was looking at, no, I think it was before the restaurant. Was before I, like, the rest- I was really looking at, um, experimenting with it. Like mm-hmm. I, I had an, really wanted to make like a really smooth nut butter. And I also yeah. had access to this dry ice that I was wanting to make like instant sorbets with and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, um, so I just, um, you know, I was really all into like, you know, the size of ice crystals as they turn from you know, <laughs> liquid to solids and things like that. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this machine and it sounds awesome and it's really high powered engine and all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> um, and Joe was a Thermomix consultant at the time or a group leader. And, um, yeah. and like, I'd go on the Thermomix website and there was like no mention of cost. I'm like, wait, how much is this thing? And then Joe <laughs> told me what it was and um, helped me get it locally, which was, um, I think that would have been around, I don't know, 2013 or 2012. Yeah. yeah 2000, 2013, I think that would have been. Okay. But we've known well, each other. I, I met you before that
1: though. And um, yeah, yeah I think I met you in 2012 We um, in Sydney. We all went out for dinner together. Yeah,
0: in person, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we got to know each other over the years and, chatted food and and um, just kept in touch and we were, we were on the same wavelength and became friends and then my son Isaac got really sick and um, of course I started hassling Fuad more than ever going what do I do I was asking all my friends that I knew researched health a lot and food um, because I knew that it came down to we needed to change his diet so I started asking Fuad about stuff and he was um, he was running his own restaurant at the time and he um, had someone come into his restaurant who had done gaps and she had talked to Fouad and so he linked us up and then that was Leah who started the podcast with me. Um, the three of us were going to start it together but Fouad was too busy with his restaurant so Leah and I started it and then when she got too busy um, around that time you finished up with the restaurant I think and then for well, the second restaurant I can't remember.
0: Second one yeah, yeah.
1: So a couple of years ago came onto the podcast with me, and um, was it after that we decided to do the book, I think yeah, I think it was
0: yeah, it was after the yeah. second second restaurant closed down, okay. and I went through this kind of uh, difficult time of transition and trying to understand what i 'm going to do with all this knowledge that I have and all the time that i 'd spent in food and learning about health and all that kind of stuff, and I had no way of actually bringing that out and sharing Mm. it with people and um and i
1: think you were by then really enjoying sharing on the podcast yeah yeah. as, as you all know he's very good at um explaining the science behind the health um in a way that's easy to understand and applicable
0: yeah and i i think to me as well just the more i dug more deeply into this topic and started seeing the importance of the message that we have and uh really really understanding the impact that sharing this could have on people the more motivated i got to to talk about it and to be able to put it in front of people more and more and it still continues to this day like every every time i learned mm. something new about this deepening this connection with our own nature and eating whole foods and nature itself and um just the importance of reversing not only our own chronic illness, but the illness that the environment is suffering due to us. I just find it to be the most worthy thing for me to spend my time in and to, to really focus on. And I was, um, during that time I was podcasting with Joe and also she was going through that whole thing with Isaac. And what happened was I, I was working at a company, um, like a, you know, a listed company on uh, and um, doing i t work, which is my training i 'm a software engineer by trade, and I worked at financial corporations for a long time, which also fed my uh, hatred for that kind of system, which is always about consumption and money and you know putting profits over ethics and mm. uh, and The more I, I spent time in it, I would see people who are just really beautiful people with so much potential just channeling their energies towards something that they just weren't happy with just to make money. And I just found that to be what was happening to me too. Uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't live that way because I knew I had to talk about the thing that I'd found, like the purpose that I had found in my life. And a lot of people really important. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't, haven't found that purpose. So they stay in that kind of world, which gives them things that they need, like, you know, Money and security and all that kind of stuff, which is completely understandable, but I think we 're now at a time where we need to make bigger change and then so I was going through that kind of really difficult time. I actually discovered that week when you and I were talking about the book that the company that I was working for was doing uh, had a software that they that Monsanto was using and mm-hmm. um, and I just couldn 't sleep at night and and then I was talking to Jo just earlier before that. I would said to her, when are you going to do your next cookbook? And she said, I just don't have time. I'm not really sure. Um,
1: I was so overwhelmed that I didn't feel like I could take a step forward. I was trying to do all my business myself, plus homeschooling the kids and running the home and traveling for book seminars for the old book. And um, just I could not keep up with the emails and the messages and the people needing help. And to think of even starting another project just did my head in.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. So when Fouad suggested it at first, I was just like, no, I can't. I just can't. Um, but the more he explained how he could help me, the more I was like, oh, that would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you explain it, Fouad.
0: No, so that I don't think it took that long to sort of convince you. I think you no, you too, like you were ready for um, <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was time. But yeah, you, you needed to do it. To take quirky that step cooking. Because
1: I thought I couldn't manage it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and I um, I had no idea how I was going to actually leave this well-paid job and join you in quirky cooking and actually even make a living in any way that I was to be able to support my family. But I had a little bit of savings, and I thought I could sort of limp on that for a while and just if we reduced our costs and didn't consume and all that. we we'd yeah. be all right, you know. And um, so we downscaled our lives, and recently, like we moved to the Blue Mountains to actually minimize these, um, you know, costs of living closer to the city and all that. Um, but I, I just decided that week when I, when I had the two news that Joe would be interested in me doing the book, and um, that I would, uh, I was working in a company that was you know, working for Monsanto. I just felt so uncomfortable, and I put in, put in my resignation, and I quit. And I had no real, yeah, real direction on how... I'm
1: pretty how. sure I remember you and ringing me one morning and saying, Joe, I'm going to quit my job and work with you. And I was like, have you talked to your wife about this? Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, oh, yeah, I better do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I had, I had I'd sort of spoken to her. Um, yeah. But, but she it, was very was supportive. Weird. Yeah, and Elaine was um, – definitely she, she saw how moving back into the corporate world was just like soul-destroying for me because I just couldn't, I couldn't really um, be myself. I couldn't uh, express yeah. the, these things that I do now. Um, I find that to be the most important thing to talk about. So when I'm in a meeting talking about, you know, service-level agreements and, you know, redundancy and load balancing and, um, you Give
2: know, all
0: that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so I was just going, "Well, that's just completely not not where my focus should be." Even though that's a skill that I have, but I took that to quirky cooking and I used that to actually improve our online presence and all that because kind of stuff. I
2: do not have that skill. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, and then from there, you know, the when we decided to do the cookbook and we released the Kickstarter for our audience, they showed up in force and they really supported Mm -hmm. us. And um, we made it through that period of time and got it to the point where the book now has sold 18,000 plus copies across the world. And
1: it was uh, was pretty much a bestseller
0: before it was
1: was released. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this was uh, the big shift that happened in my life and not as big a shift for Joe, but now she has, you know, me in her life which i guess is a you know a traumatic <laughs> event for her and so.
1: yeah oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. no it's it's um i often tell people i'm like they say oh you must be so busy you're always traveling you're always doing this you always i'm like you know what i am so much less stressed than i was two or three years ago mm-hmm. um and you can even see that in my photos you can see the I was so thin. I had big dark circles under my eyes. It was partly food stress, which I had to change my diet and um, work on healing the gut. But it was also just the, the overwhelming stress of trying to run a business all on your own plus do everything else. Yeah. And now that we've got such a great team and Bouad's helping me and we just, um, we just have so much less stress Well, I have so much less stress. You might have more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have more you have there, so it balances out. (laughs) No, it's
1: great. And um, we just feel like it happened very naturally and it was just meant to be, so.
0: Yeah, so that's the story, guys. Yeah,
1: that's it.
0: All right, what's next?
1: Um, Okay, so we should probably um, just mention in here anything that we've got coming up next year, should we, or should we leave that to the end?
0: Um, sure. So we have Brisbane. That's the, the only thing that's sort of
1: booked, booked in so far. Okay. Um, a- in the 21st and 22nd, um, we have seminars in Brisbane, two each day, morning and night. So that's on our events page on the blog. Um, but just so you know what sort of things, where we're heading, um, we still want to get more seminars done around Australia, and we love doing the regional ones as well as the big cities as much as we can um, to really spread like Floyd said this is our passion is to really um, share the need to get back to back to basics back to real food back to the way we were designed to eat and the way that we we're designed to live um, you know natural healthy living um, so that 's why we travel and speak about this because it 's often very much more um, uh, what's the word, powerful, when you hear it in person and when you come and talk to us and when you hear other people's stories, because um, we get people up on stage with us to talk about their stories and to share their businesses, people in the local area where you are. Um, and it's just an amazing journey to see the changes. As we travel, we get to speak to a lot of people who, um, whose lives have really been changed by just getting back to the way they should be eating and um, it's very exciting. So that's our main focus. And we do have other projects coming up, which we'll talk about more next year. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's answer some of these questions.
0: Do you think people are wondering why for either sitting on the floor and just changing positions all the time, doing this, doing this?
1: Doing well, this? if they know you, they know you're a little odd.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Guys, i try to, to do it? it this way so that um, I get a little bit more uh, – micro movements throughout my day. So if I'm sitting on a chair, I'll just sit on a chair and my my posture will be all off. Whereas if I sit on the floor, I'll find that you can't sit long enough. In long
1: position for yeah, a long time.
0: You, you have to mm-hmm. shift, you have to constantly shift your position. And uh, that helps me because I deal with chronic pain in my body. So if I'm not moving, um, I feel more inflamed. So this helps me mm-hmm. just keep things going. And it's just a simple, decision to shift from moving from a chair to the floor. So if you do that, it just helps out a lot. Yeah.
1: I find standing up helps me. I move around a lot. when
0: All of it. You you do everything. Everything is good. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Christmas is coming up and we've got a few Christmassy food recipe type questions. So the first one is, um, Kiko said she would love to know our go-to ham glaze recipe. Mm. Do you want me to explain mine first?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Okay. My mum always did for New Year's. She used to always or quite often do a uh, peach glaze for the yeah, ham. Same. Um, if, My mom,
0: yeah, If okay. Yeah, I, we do peach yeah. glaze. Yeah.
1: Well, she used brown sugar and the syrup from the tin of peaches. So last year I tried it with coconut sugar and the peaches in natural juice um, and that was really nice and you just you just make a i can't remember did we cook it down or did we just mix it together do you remember for
0: was i there I with put you it on Facebook? No.
1: no but do you, how did your mum do it well
0: You're my mum never did it it was, it. Never it was never my mum. it was me uh i i get okay uh, when i used to live in town i used to get um, feather and bone ham, which is incredible, yes. raised ham, and I always mm. would get their uh, peach glaze with them. So I never okay. actually made it; I actually used ah, theirs, and they they used really. I'm
1: pretty sure it's cooked down like a syrup, or like a glaze. Yeah, you so
0: just al- almost like a jam. Like an, Yeah, a jammy consistency, and I don't think you cook it at okay. high a higher heat because, like, you don't want the sugars to caramelize too much. No, but it's just to warm the ham through and to sort of. They're gonna. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Um,
1: I think some people put a bit of spices in, like allspice. And um, so you brush it over the ham, make sure it's all covered. And then yeah. the way my mum does it is um, she takes slices of peaches and um, pokes them with a toothpick into the ham. So it's the whole ham is covered in slices of peaches and then you pour the glaze over everything. Yeah. And then you cover it and cook it. And then you end up with this... Um, hammy jammy peachy glazy gravy (laughs) sauce in the bottom
2: and then she would
1: thicken that yeah it's so good and then she would i think she always had a maybe she had a tiny bit of water in the bottom of the pan as well so that it didn't burn and then she would thicken that on the stovetop with a bit of corn flour so it was a um it was uh you know not opaque what's the other word you know see through (laughs) Transparent. Um, transparent so it makes it like a shiny, transparent kind of glaze. And then, um, so you slice up the ham and then you drizzle some of that over. And she called it red-eye gravy. That's a Southern American thing. Red-eye
0: gravy. Ah, I can't find the the glaze on the feather and bone. I can't find the ingredients. But,
1: um, yeah, as far as I know, it was just peach syrup or juice with um, either brown sugar or um, coconut sugar. But I can have a look for that
2: okay yes beautiful so
1: oh. that's very delicious um and i use the uh, same sort of ham as you do um past based um it's got no nasties in the preserving
2: yeah just
0: smoke so it's really salt
1: ham. you can have to order them yeah yeah, yeah. awesome okay what's the next on Fufu?
0: You're cutting out a bit. You
1: got another question
0: there? Um, let me open. Oh, yeah, hold I'm on. back. You're right. No, you're back. You're back. All right. So, um, what is your... Gifts. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Thermie made gifts.
1: Okay. Go ahead.
0: All right. Um, you start. Mindy asks, what is your best Thermi-made gifts? Um... I don't, I don't Doing have
2: podcast.
0: any. I don't have any. You don't have any, okay. No. But what I, what I usually do... Jeez. <laughs> I'll, I'll just... Uh, okay. So, for instance, now we're making the fruit mince pies, which we yes. need the Thermomix, the pastry for that, and um and the recipe is in our free ebook, And Lainey's uh, and, and my kids have been cutting the stars and putting them on top. And we're just going to give done. a bunch of those out to our neighbors and our family. So these are that's what yeah. we're doing this year. But we, we don't go crazy. Yeah. We just don't have uh, the, the energy to cook for too many people.
1: No, um, I find things like that. You've got yeah, you've got people coming anyway, mm. don't you? Yeah. Um, I find it makes a lot if you make the nutty chocolate and just cut them into small squares and put them uh. in a little. Yeah. like a cellophane bag, mm-hmm. that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we, we also do, um, you can do Rocky Road, which I haven't posted on Facebook yet. I need to do that. Um, that's on my blog with the marshmallow recipe. At the very bottom, if you scroll down the marshmallow recipe, at the bottom is a um, how to make Rocky Road. So you make your own marshmallow, you make your own jellies, make your own chocolate, and you mix it all together with whatever you want coconut flakes, nuts, um, seeds, goji berries, all sorts of things to make. And that really bulks it out and you end up with heaps of rocky road and you chop it up all chunky and put it in a pretty jar with the ribbon. So that, that's a great gift. Bread for our, That's a good one. Yeah. And macadamia shortbread.
0: Macadamia shortbreads are great. People yeah, actually yeah. are doing that as gifts for Christmas. That's super yes. easy to do in the 30s in the as well. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Um, the the paleo fruit cake, the Christmas fruit cake that's on the blog. Um, some people have told me they're making them in muffin tins with the in the big in the large whole muffin tins, mm. and then um, like wrap them with a red ribbon and give them as a gift with a Christmas card. You know, Easy. just for a small.
0: One of them. We're making that this year yeah. as well. So that's yeah. Cool. What do you suggest um, we put instead of the eggs for Sophie and Naini?
1: I think there's three eggs
0: in it, isn't there? Yeah, we, I reckon we, you
1: could do the, chia, do the chia eggs, but add um, maybe a teaspoon of baking powder because you'll need it for the raising.
0: What about um, a little bit of, I don't know, tapioca starch or something for the binding because the eggs bind a little bit as well?
1: I think, yeah, yeah, that, that might be a good, good idea. It will probably okay. help it rise a little bit more and be a bit lighter too because the okay. eggs will use lighten it uh-huh. let us know what you work out because there's been a few people asking about eggs no, you have to rest the test even when you're on holiday <laughs> 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 um, for those of you who are looking for body products to make for christmas presents i just remembered that i was going to make some for christmas but i haven't done it yet oops um There's a cookbook called Inspired Little Pot. She also has a website and she does all body products, recipes for the ceramics. So that's got a lot of great gift ideas in that one, Inspired Little Pot. Yes, it's a beautiful book actually. Yeah, so that's a few. Oh, also another one that I find is a great present is making a little, uh, make a batch of the buckwheat and almond crackers and um, put them, put some in a little bag with a ribbon around it, and make little pots of um, the chicken liver parfait from the cookbook. And then you can give them a little chicken liver parfait with the crackers. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing at? <laughs> well, you, you got like three recipes ago. You were like, "Yeah, I think that's it." And then you're like, "Oh, but that." And then you're like, "Oh, this, and over Sorry. That,
1: I love making recipes for gifts. (laughs) But I don't (laughs) have as much energy as I would like to to make so many. All right. (laughs)
2: Okay, next
1: question then.
0: Next question says, what's your favorite food and your absolute weakness? And if you were stranded on a desert island and if you could only have five foods, what would they be? Says Tracy Reed.
2: Okay.
1: You can start with that one.
0: (laughs) Okay, favorite food. Um man. I mean, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> like it's such a like such a diff- difficult thing. Uh, my favorite food is the food that my mom cooks for me. And so whatever she's cooking oh, I'm having. So
1: you'd have to take your mum with you.
0: I think that's right. <laughs> I think if I'm on, I'm stranded on an island I'd li- I'd like nothing to, not take, I'd to take my mom. But yeah, I think, my that's, I,
1: think so I need my mom
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think she'd be like the ideal partner on a desert. Oh, place.
1: my mom would mine's like a pioneering woman yeah she was she when she was when she was uh nineteen she was shooting animals for food in the ozarks
0: yeah right so mine mine
1: go. would be perfect
0: mine would be stressing about stuff, <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, well, we don't have. You're the getting thin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Zata? And,
1: uh, oh, you better put that on your list, Zata.
0: Zata's good. I love, I love lamb. I love cheese. Mm. Um, I really, I love, uh, I love butter, um, and I love just. Um, let me think. Mango is my favorite fruit like a tropical
1: everyone. island. Yeah. So you may be yeah. lucky.
0: that <laughs> would be good. Yeah. What about you, Joe? What's your favorite five?
1: Well, I would, I'm pretty close to yours actually. Well, let me say if it's a tropical island and there's coconuts, I'd be so set up because I'd have coconut milk, coconut water, coconut oil, coconut to eat. So that'd be good. Coconut. Coconut flour. Coconut flour. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see some kind of nuts. Maybe almonds. They're nice and, you know, you can use them for a lot like of I do like
0: being around coconut because a little bit, I'm a little bit coconut shy. Sorry, that's a bad <sighs> joke. Coconut <laughs> shy. <laughs> yes,
1: I got it. Very good. <laughs> um, okay, so coconuts, almonds, um, butter, definitely butter. Yeah. Because then I can make ghee or have butter. Yes. Um, I think I need cheese as well because you can pretty much live on cheese. Yes. and let's see. I probably should sure have a vegetable in there. We'll say pumpkin because I eat a lot of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if I've got butter, go. if I've got cheese, I'll, I'll, I'll forego the butter. I'll go with some kind of I don't mean, <laughs> something that I can turn. Like if I, if every once in a while I felt like a cake, I could make it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe with some so rice, you need coconuts Just because, like you know, sometimes you just don't want. Yeah, like you make you can make yeah. rice. You can put the, the coconut milk and some mangoes and you can make sticky rice with mango. Oh, that's really good. That would be a nice thing to eat. Yeah. Oh,
1: that, that is a nice idea. That's yeah. a really hard question, isn't but it? But if I'm not you know, um, I've
0: got fish, so I'm not going to add that to my list. So, true, yeah. true. Got fish. Yeah. What else? All right, Very that's good. good. Okay, let's look at the other question. It's taking too long, Joe. Okay. That question was from Tracy okay, Reed. Sorry. Fiona Davis says, <laughs> "I have a very fussy child. Ten, she has ten of them, who only eats pasta, rice, plain."
1: She has a ten-year-old.
0: Um, Joe. <laughs> rice plain bread, like so, br- rice bread. <laughs> she does eat kiwi fruit and strawberry. No
1: rice plain.
0: Ah, oh, plain. Well, there's there's no comma after that. Okay.
1: I think I better read
0: the question. Okay.
1: She eats rice and pasta plain. She eats bread. What's she does eat kiwi fruit thing? and strawberries, but she's not willing to try anything. Okay.
0: anything.
1: Don't send forward questions without punctuation because he can't handle it. He goes into, like, yeah. starts shaking.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: and, guys, while He's we're at it's not sort of or should of or could of. It's, it's you know, <laughs> actually, so it is sort of. It should have could have would have which can be abbreviated to could've would've should've apostrophe ve
1: if i ever want to apostrophe annoy B-E. him a lot, i just send him a message with should of oh. i should have thought of that and then he just starts to scream so just, just so post- you know yeah okay back to the question getting off track okay, okay. The suggestions on how to break her white food addiction okay actually this is a serious question and we get this a lot um so when a child is addicted to white food, it's a sign of gut dysbiosis. The, the, the microbiome is all out of whack and the bacteria are screaming for sugar because that's what, um, you know, certain bacteria feed on and those have overgrown the good bacteria. And so it's something that's tricky to break, but you can break it. And we've found um, a lot of parents have a lot of success using the GAPS diet to to balance out the microbiome again. Um, But um, so, and then once that's all balanced out, kids start craving vegetables and fruit and meat and real food, um, nourishing food. But we do have a, it does happen. Um, Yeah. So Emma, our assistant, her little boys um, went onto the GAPS diet and their tastes changed quite quickly. The first couple of weeks were really hard and we are going to get her to do a video and tell her story sometime, but because it's it's fascinating, and all the things that she went through were crazy. But um, within a couple of weeks, the boys were begging for vegetable soups, and they would say she'd say to them, "Do you want broccoli soup or pumpkin soup for lunch?" And they'd say both, and she'd say they'd say to her, "Mum, can we have Brussels sprouts if we're good?" and things like that. And they they go out for lunch and. Um, the kids will ask the waiter for a big plate of salad and he's just what? (laughs) So it completely changed their tastes from the white foods and the junk food and sugar to the vegetables and um, good quality meats and things like that. It, it's something that you can work on slowly if you're scared to do something like GAPS, and we do have ideas on the website for how to do that. If you go to um, the top, what is it, top six um, foods for gut health? I'll put the links in the show notes. Um, that one tells you a list of foods that you need to try and start getting into the diet. Before you take anything out, just start trying to get those foods in. They're really highly nutritious foods. And then there's also another one is um, Getting Started With Gaps, it's called, on the blog. And it's really good for just simple steps for making those swaps that help kids to slowly get used to eating better food. What suggestions do you have, Fu?
0: Um, Your suggestions are perfect, but I think um, just to push that point a little bit is that all these white foods Mm -hmm. are made from highly refined starches. And um, the more you actually refine them, the easier they are to digest um, by the virulent bacteria. So the bacteria that is just has outgrown, they start really, really thriving on them. And then you start having these kids just craving them so much. And this thing plays with their hormones, their insulin. Uh, It really, really stuffs out their microbiome. And it's just really important to nip this at the bud because you don't want your child to be addicted to these foods it won't be them addicted to it, addicted to it mentally it's just the bacteria and the bacteria are asking for mm. this stuff over and over again and the more you feed that the more bacteria you're creating so it sounds terrible and i apologize we're saying this during the holidays but this is something that you definitely have to get on top of as quickly as possible otherwise your kid will be um yeah in, in danger of chronic illness later on so this is the simple truth about that stuff
1: The starches are super hard to digest for your gut as well. So if you have um, a child with any kind of illnesses um, or anything that the body is trying to fight, um, it can't fight these illnesses properly because it's so exhausted just from trying to digest the food, Mm. which is why GAPS is really helpful because you're giving them food that's very easy to digest. So you're starting off with um, soups and stews and casseroles and things made from Um, vegetables that are not starchy so they're much easier to digest and also um, really soft slow cooked meats and things like that broths which um, your body can straight away use those foods and we also take out the sweeteners that are refined and starchy and we just um, start with just a little bit of honey Um, Swap over to a little bit of honey for a sweetener if you need something sweet because that's already pre digested, it's very easy for the body to handle. So, um, that's the principle with um, gaps, it's really easy to digest foods that are really high in nourishment.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Okay, Mm, Bianca Owen says, um, Oh, hold on, Emma. Oh, hang on. Yeah, what are your favorite snacks/slash lunches to get children eating more green veggies? Um, Kale triangle. Kale triangle is (laughs) really good. So, put them in with other foods that they they love. Like um, yesterday Mm -hmm. or the day before, I made like I grated some potatoes and zucchinis and onions, and I had a little bit of things like spinach in there, like finely chopped. And I did a stir fry with like just stir fried potato in the wok and the kids love the potatoes and it kind of makes them eat it regardless of what's there with it. um, Yeah. Add a bit of
1: bacon extra.
0: Yeah. Things like um, (laughs) Happy Happy Poo is the book that we recommend as well to people, it's on our website Mm -hmm. and. That book really encourages kids to eat more greens because it talks to them about the good guys and the bad guys in the gut. And when they have a really good visual picture and a nice kids' book about it, they sort of respond differently to the food. And then you can use that language that says, hey, you've got to feed the good guys. And they go, oh, yeah, the good guys, what do they love? And you go, oh, well, they love the leafy greens and they love the vegetables and that kind of stuff. So they'll eat more of that too. And they'll even start eating sauerkraut. Yeah, that's good. All right. What's your um, What's your answer?
1: One little tip: it, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give kids um, kale right at the start. That's not chopped really, really fine and cooked really, really well because it's hard to chew. So I'd probably go with the uh, softer greens at first. Actually, like um, silver beet and Spick. broccoli and things like that that you can yeah that you can get soft. Um there's a few recipes in our cookbook that I can think of that our kids absolutely love that have greens in it. One of them I've had a lot of good feedback on which is the broccoli soup because um, I used to make I've made that one quite a few times in classes and I've had people say, I don't even like broccoli, but I love that soup and it's got broccoli and peas in it. Um, sometimes it's the texture for kids, and if you blend soup and it's really creamy um, and they can dip something in it, um, you can make like a grain free bread in toast fingers or something like that, something they can dip in it. then often that will help. Mm. Um, we also make like when our, sort of like what Floyd was saying, when we make a really tasty chicken stew, I'll put in a whole bunch of greens. I'll just slice them really fine and put them through that. and that just um, they just they're not um, crunchy. So I think the kids don't mind the texture. they're just all mixed in. And another thing I do is when I make meat pies and things like that, I actually chop a whole bunch of silver beetle spinach through um, with the meat and veggies and gravy Mm. inside a meat pie. So I just put it Mm. in everything, really. Um, Smoothies as well.
0: Yeah. All right. That helps. That's how it looks.
1: Travelling. Bianca. Bianca's my neighbour down the street. She's travelling today. (laughs) So when travelling, what's the one thing you don't travel without?
0: Uh, you know, you
1: travel a lot, she <laughs> What don't you travel without for
0: We need our products.
1: Food. Oh well, I suppose that's skin food.
0: Yeah, well no, Very she didn't say food. She yeah. didn't say that.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> I honestly,
0: to... like I, I will always because this is my problem. Every time I go, you go to an okay. Airbnb or a hotel or something like that, they've got the worst kind of products yes. in there. And, yeah,
1: don't yeah, I don't never use any... them.
0: Yeah, and no a shower a head filters for chlorine. So my skin is yeah. just completely dry by the end of my shower. And mm. I need to moisturize head to toe. And I need to use really good quality products and good toothpaste and all that kind of stuff. So I keep my willy that back with me. I don't actually travel with food. Jo does because she's got problems but I I, oh. I, don't mind. I don't mind traveling without food. You've got problems with that. like <laughs> Hunger. You get hungry. Baby. I have
1: hunger problems. Yeah, I'm not as bad as I used to be. I used to have to eat every two hours, every two to three hours yeah. when I was really thin. But sure. once I got well, now I only have to eat, you know, I can go hours in the morning before I have like a brunch and then I can go hours and have dinner and I'll be fine. Okay. Um, depending on what I eat, if I start when I'm traveling, if I start eating starchy foods, then my blood sugar levels go crazy. But if I stick to um, the way I eat at home, then I'm fine. But, I, yeah, I usually take. take
2: my,
1: okay, my friends laugh at me because my handbag is is like Mary Poppins' handbag, and you just keep pulling things out. <laughs> so um, I quite often. Actually, I always have a little jar of honey in there, <laughs> a little jar of raw honey, so that if I'm out somewhere and I want to put a little bit in my tea, then I can. I usually have a couple of good tea bags in there. Um, I usually have, when I'm travelling, I quite often have an avocado in my handbag, yes, I do, um, with a spoon and a little bit of salt in a, in a little bag because then... If all else fails, I can cut my avocado in half and eat it with salt. <laughs> what's going <laughs> to um, fail? Sometimes airplane food and yeah. airport food. That's Drupal. what fails yeah. me.
0: Yeah.
1: So as oh. long as I've got something with good fats, it will last me for a long time, which is why I take avocado.
0: Okay, good. You
1: Let's
0: do have to we'll got Chop,
1: chop. Chocolate. All right, chocolate as well. Okay. Nutty chocolate.
0: Uh, what's the worst okay. thing you've ever cooked? What's your... Favorite food, what's your least favorite by Lauren Angus? What's the worst thing you've ever okay,
1: cooked? Okay, so worst thing I've ever cooked. You start with that one. I have to think.
0: Um, well, here's a, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, okay,
1: tell us a story.
0: Lainey once made this amazing shepherd's pie, but instead of using salt, she put in Epsom salt. Oh no. <laughs> And it was the most beautiful looking shepherd's pie ever. And, and
1: what does Epsom salt taste like?
0: Like a, like a bath, like an Epsom salt bath. <laughs> it is bitter. I felt really relaxed. Oh. I
1: Your magnesium levels were high.
0: Oh, just perfect.
1: <laughs> Did you actually?
2: <laughs>
0: I tried. I tried. I tried for her sake. But that's, yeah. Well, the worst thing I um, I can't remember. I've always, I've always done it. Yeah, about. I can't remember
1: either. I think when these things happen, what I often do is um, adjust, adapt and overcome the recipe and yeah. change it into something else. And I always say to people, if all else fails, cover it in custard or chocolate and everyone will eat it.
0: Yeah.
2: Good point. <laughs> Unless it's
1: yeah. a savoury meal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: I think when I first started making bread, sometimes I had some scary outcomes, but... Um, but my favorite food I think we kind of talked about that with our really? desert island food. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's least your favourite would be awful? Offal?
1: Yeah, and I know it's so good for me.
0: So I, like that's it hard. I, I love don't mind it I in sweet I like, don't
1: mind it in pate. Yeah, I don't think beautiful. I like sweet bread.
0: Uh, what's something that I can go oh that's not good. Like I wouldn't have that again. I don't know that that black Vegemite that you gave made me the Vegemite replacement. I guess Vegemite <laughs> and any Vegemite mimicking thing.
1: You weren't you weren't raised with Vegemite, so the idea oh, of Vegemite is probably not
0: great, yeah. like great that, to you
1: anyway.
0: <laughs> I think Vegemite is like snake poison. You know, like it's one of those. Snakes. Oh, like, my yeah. dad
1: always called it horse liniment. Terrible. <laughs> Looks like the black paste you put on a horse. I liked it when I was a kid but I haven't had it for so many years. Um, and I had a Vegemite replacement the other week and I thought it was okay, but yeah, well, I didn't
2: like it.
0: Veronica Pasilich says, Ah, so many questions. I want to know your thoughts on all the different sweetener and alternatives, particularly xylitol, erythritol, etc."
2: You
1: can answer that one.
0: Okay, I'll start with xylitol, erythritol. I use xylitol for quite some time um, um a few years ago and i found it to be quite nice to eat uh, it has like a kind of cooling after effect in the mouth and it didn't seem to affect my blood sugars much and um it didn't have any like real detrimental effect on my body unless i ate too much of it and you'd get the runs because these things are called polyols or sugar alcohols and they're indigestible uh, by you they feed you gut flora and a lot of people think they're great for you and a lot of people find them really really gut irritating and if they have problems with gut health then they don't eat them. Uh, so this is… Um, so,
1: so if you have problems with gut health um, you'll be more likely to get the runs well, from Certain, volatile,
0: certain types I like I don't know it's, it's an individual thing. But my approach now is to avoid anything that is isolated. So, my favorite types of food, mm. the foods that I focus on 99% of the time, unless there's some kind of thing going on, is foods that um, are made directly from whole foods without any refining. So, they still contain either like a cellular structure or some kind of life mm. force, or they're fermented or something like that. I don't like starches and um, isolates and i don't like protein powders even like really good ones and i don't like anything like white in that sense or white powders and all that kind of stuff i just don't think they're they have a vitality in them and my perspective around food is that it should have a transfer of the vital force, like the life basically, like something needs to be alive. And if you're alive, you need to be eating something, living things. So that's my perspective on it. And it might be ideological in that sense. So I I don't know because a lot of people will take things that aren't like that and swear by them. But to me, I just don't think it's right. I just, it doesn't sit well with my worldview and the way that I see food. And I would much rather eat, uh, you know, smaller amounts of honey rather than yeah. large, large amounts of zara Same.
1: Top. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. I remember years ago, people were all about stevia. Stevia was the thing. And um, for one thing, I didn't think it tasted that nice. And for another thing, it was this white powder, and I knew it came from a leaf. And I was thinking, I don't know, the the, yeah. but you could get the um, green powder, which is just the dried leaves. So I was fine with that and actually tasted better as well. But, um, yeah, most of the time I just use honey and just don't try not to go crazy with it.
0: Yeah. Same. Yeah. So And dates. Um, yeah, just naturally um, a
1: little bit of coconut sugar now and then for a treat, but not much.
0: The more you refine these things, the worse they become for you yeah. and then you can overconsume yeah. as well. But like my mm. personal experience with xylitol hasn't been bad. Like I've actually like it saw me through those days when I was low carbing and I needed some kind of sugar mm-hmm. replacement and I was trying to make that transition. And yeah. it was all right. Like and I still, you know, gained a lot more health than any kind of detrimental effect it had on me. But I just mm. don't yeah, it's just that's how I feel about it. So Jennifer Joycourt. No? Huh? Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. She says, Do you ever um, how about that? we
2: do that one last?
0: Okay. All right. What's the yeah, next we'll one? Then? Do this
1: other one first, shall we? This long one. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got a, a longer question here that's um, quite serious and then we'll finish off with the lighter one. So um, this lady said that she's conceived while on GAPS. She's in her 11th week of pregnancy and um, she's sort of gone on to eating spelt bread and quinoa and white rice and things like that to cope with morning sickness um, and she's still home cooking everything else, but she's feeling like she's kind of beating herself up because she feels like she's eating things that she shouldn't be. Um, And she knows that gaps really helped her and it um, just reset her body. And she, she was so sick in March and now by Christmas, she's so much better um, Mm. and she's managed to get pregnant. But, um, and she says she still eats the meat and salad and vegetables, but if she doesn't have bread, she gets very sick. And she wants to know what we think, um, you know, she should do. So that's a difficult one because pregnancy, um, I know I always craved the carbs during pregnancy. Um, but there is safer carbs and less safe carbs. Wouldn't you say for what?
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, if this is you needing that, and it's not time to break big habits or anything like that. And switching to a high-quality mm. gluten-free bread is a really good idea. Something mm-hmm. like our grain-free dough recipe, page seventy-eight, and like yeah, food. Um, I think
1: that would be a safer switch than, say, spelt bread or wheat bread. Yeah, just go for the grain-free yeah. bread.
0: There's more whole foods um, without. I guess spelt's alright, you know, but like if you've been on gaps and you've done well, and then it's you're eating the stuff, it's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: But I think it's also a time where you just, um, you know, you just have to be looking out for all areas of, of your well-being, <laughs> not just the food. So if stressing about the food is causing you more problems than the food itself, then mm. I'd rather you not stress about the food and continue eating. Exactly. Rather than, you know, making a switch. So, so it's a big... And I don't think
2: yeah. I
1: don't think it's a big problem having a bit of rice and stuff when, you know, obviously if your body's craving carbs and you need to have a break from gaps. Yeah. Um, but the recommendation is not to do gaps um, strictly when you're pregnant anyway because it helps your body to detox and you don't want to detox into the baby. So when you're often, pregnant and
2: breastfeeding,
0: yeah. you don't want to be doing that. No, that's right. So I'll just keep things in a homeostasis but also the first three three months of um pregnancy are usually the worst for keeping food down and Mm -hmm. vomiting all that and you're at 11 weeks so you only have like a couple of weeks to go before hopefully you start feeling better and and you know things will improve but if they don't then see a naturopath about it someone or a gas practitioner or someone who can help you make that transition someone who's more knowledgeable about us about these tweaks that you should be able to yeah yeah because
1: there's a lot a lot of um, things that your body craves because it needs certain minerals. So that's why it's good to see an naturopath. You mm. may need to take some kind of minerals, vitamins. Yep. Yep. Kay. Okay. Last one. Um, okay. So Jennifer says, do you ever lose your cooking mojo? And if you do, how do you get the passion back? Eating well can take a lot of head space and time. Well, we know that. <laughs> and yes, we do lose our cooking mojo sometimes, <laughs> or maybe it's just, we lose our energy. Because we still love talking about food and imagining it and figuring out ideas,
2: don't we, forward
0: Yeah. Yesterday, I noticed that the reason why I wasn't feeling motivated to cook is because my house was in a bit of a mess, and the, I, the fridge exactly was the same. really and the fridge was just yep. full of stuff. And I'd open that yep. fridge and have like an overwhelm. So today, I've gone in and I've cleaned my office, started to clean the uh, the living rooms and all that kind of stuff. Ladies on it as well and we're trying to declutter so that just having that kind of space be more productive and easier not overwhelming so if we can do it that way that's the better way to do it I think than to just try to Let's... chop and cook when everything's just messy so if you're not yes. you don't have the mojo put your efforts into sorting out your space
1: yes I totally agree this whole week um I haven't had much help this week because I've got two of the older kids at work and Kachura, who often helps me, has been away. And um, it's just been so jumbled. Everything, I keep saying this house is a mess, but it's like clutter, like you say. And so um, as the house has gotten cleaner and we've worked on it every day and as things have gotten less cluttered, today I feel like cooking and I'm like, yay, <laughs> it's yeah. cooking day. Yeah. So um, that definitely makes a big difference. And also um, sitting down and planning what you've already got in the fridge, freezer, pantry. I hate that. I hate
0: planning. Oh, right.
1: oh, I love it because once it if once it's all written down, it seems to clear the headspace for me. Otherwise, it's like the clutter in the house, and the clutter in my head is all too much.
2: Yeah. So
1: if I can sit down and write some notes and figure out what I want to do, and then I actually write steps of what I'm going to do first to prep for, like for instance, for Christmas, um, I've got a list written of the menus for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and New Year's Day and then I've got a list of things that I can prep ahead and put in the freezer and have ready days ahead so that's what we're working on today Um, that helps But inspiration wise what would you suggest for one?
0: So after you've done that kind of clear out Um, I think it's just good to get onto one recipe, just one thing mm. that you that is simple and delicious and easy to make, maybe something in the slow cooker or something that can go in the oven and can make a large quantity of food, and that will see you through for a few meals. And then mm. by that time, you've nourished yourself, your space is clean, you haven't created a lot of mess in the kitchen, and there's food in your belly, and your blood sugars are stable, yeah. and everything's going well. Then, then you you might be able to be more motivated that way. So do this slow cook lamb shoulder, for instance, from from the cookbook. Just yeah. we put that actually on the blog as well. So put that in the okay. slow cooker, salt, little water, walk off, come back the next morning. You got a lot of lamb there, so you can make so much with it. It's just super easy, and then take it on from there. After you've yeah. just nourished yourself.
1: I agree that. That really helps too. When I get really um, overwhelmed because I know I need to do a lot of things, mm. then I don't want to do any. Yeah. And I'll go read a book instead. So, yeah, yeah taking that first step of one simple thing that you can make does help. Beautiful. So yeah. what are you cooking today then, Pouad?
0: Um, Today I'm cleaning. Tomorrow I'm going shopping. Uh, Lenny is making the fruit and at the moment. There's some leftover life-changing dough and I've got some silver beet and zucchini that I've already chopped and put in a container in the fridge. Mm -hmm. So I might saute that with a little bit of onion and sumac, stuff it into Mm just a really thin pastry and make like a really rustic kind of tart with that inside Mm -hmm, and put that in the oven and have that as a quick kind of snack for everyone. If Lainey lets me use a bit of her pastry and then, um, yeah. And, uh, um, (laughs) and, I don't know, so it depends. I don't think there's enough meat or anything like that for the night, So I might go shopping and get like a little bit of steak or something. We'll just have that, something simple today, and then tomorrow I'm doing the big shop at the seafood. What
1: night. did you decide on for Christmas Eve?
0: Uh, I'm gonna yeah. do. I think I'm gonna get like a um, an eye fillet roast, some beautiful yeah, yeah roast. And I'll roast that with lots of veggies and things like that. And I'll have some, that like we're going to have like an English style breakfast this year. And uh, we're making uh, the paleo Christmas cake, the fruit mint starts. Uh, we're making what else? Uh, a bit of jelly and cream and that kind of stuff. So yeah. For
2: breakfast? Huh? No,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> For breakfast. I don't know about but breakfast. Breakfast is like. I thought mean, you
1: said breakfast. You, you said breakfast. No. You mean an English dinner?
0: Oh, is that what I said? English break- breakfast? Uh, English dinner? Yeah. In- English <laughs>
2: Christmas. I was thinking, oh, that's an interesting breakfast.
0: Yeah, an, in- an English Christmas, sorry. Yeah. My my wife and her parents are English and we want to do that. Yeah. yeah. An English thing. So, that yeah, that's it. Yeah.
1: Well, I thought I'd do a Middle Eastern. So I'm yeah. doing slow-cooked lamb, oh, roast no. veggie sauce. <sighs> maybe I'll sprinkle some za'atar on top.
0: Sounds all right. <laughs> yeah, sounds <good. laughs>
1: my mum's my still sticking to the every year American Christmas dinner. So she's also making roast turkey, um, all the veggies. Um, she's making cherry pie, but she's using our gluten-free, grain-free pastry. Mm. Um, and I'm making the grapefruit pies um, with the almond meal pastry.
2: Yeah.
1: And we just made, someone gave us 39 egg yolks. So they had made big batches of almond bread for gifts. And she said, I don't know what to do with all these egg yolks. I said, make Russian custard. And she gave it to me and said, here, you make it. So we've made a big heap of Russian custard. Oh, a lot. Yeah, it's just going through the um, ice cream maker. So it's going to be Russian custard ice cream. Oh. So we'll let you know how that goes.
0: Sounds perfect, Jojo. I hope so. No, same, same, same. <laughs> but it's all really easy, So
1: especially with mum helping.
0: All right, I've yeah. got to get going. So... Okay. It was a funny oh, year. that was a, good a really hope really you guys... Good podcast year for us. Yeah. We'll be back in mid-Jan or something like that next year.
1: We're not going to do one at New Year's.
0: Just no. have a break. Gonna have... We're going
1: to have a break, guys. You get a break yeah. from us.
0: <laughs> Enjoy everybody and we'll chat to you in the New Year. Jojo, see you later.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Have fun. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, everyone.